0: Hi, uh, my name is Alan Wood. I'm the Global Head of Business Development at Jersey Finance. And we've got this special edition of the Jersey Head podcast. Um, I'm uh, at our Private Wealth Conference uh, in London. Uh, The title of the conference is uh, Strategies for a World in Transition. We've just come off stage with uh, Bruce Whitfield, who is a journalist and a public speaker. He has his own radio station in South Africa. A well,
1: radio show? I don't own the station. I mean, it's, uh, well, it's good and it's big and it's huge, but I don't own it, sadly.
0: Well, uh, I think our audience really enjoyed uh, your session there. So, so Absolutely. Bruce, um, this is uh, the first time that you've been here at one of our events. How did you find it? And what were the key themes that you uh, took away from uh, that particular panel session?
1: It's wonderful to come into an environment like this in the City of London where you kind of think people have got life under control Um, and you really very quickly assess that absolutely every human being who is thinking about the future is right to be petrified of the future not only because of political insecurity political change 50 elections happening in 2024 across the world from very significant to smaller democracies around the world as part of that that cycle but economically things are really unsettled. Covid exacerbated the issues that were thrown up and unresolved from the global financial crisis. Um, and this huge global dislocation that's been made even worse by the sudden emergence of real conflict in Europe, something that was deemed to be impossible after World War II. We created the United Nations, we created dialogue, we created peace and stability. That's good for everybody in the world. At the end of the Cold War, we thought that, we kind of all just get along. We believe different things, we have different values, but everybody wants to make progress in the world. And suddenly the very real divisions, ideological divisions, historical divisions, economic divisions, become front and center once again. And the the risk of conflict, physical and ideological conflict, investment conflict, um, suddenly become very big issues with which the world has to deal all over again. And that uncertainty, even in what we believe to be the most high functioning democracy in the world, which is this highly contested United States, which where people are really frightened about Donald Trump coming in if you're a Democrat, or a Joe Biden staying on if you're a Democrat. No, um, if, you, if you're a Republican. Um, there is this this divisiveness that we're feeling more and more acutely, and it has very real economic and investment outcomes. Confidence is being sapped from economies around the world. The traditional cycle of cutting interest rates to then stimulate growth, we're not yet at a a rate-cutting point, but we're also not at a point yet where high interest rates relative to the last uh, 10, 15 years are beginning to have the effect of reducing inflation. Inflation remains in the background. So this is a wonderful smorgasbord of of a real concern for the future and For investors everywhere, they're trying to navigate their way through it. And our panel discussion today, which had uh, four of the world's leading experts in their fields of guarding and preserving wealth, but at the same time not constraining the owners of that wealth from growth opportunities, I thought was really valuable because they are, they don't have blinkers on, they understand that the world is a a cruel and unpredictable place. Yet, just talking about the mechanisms and the protections you can put in place as best you can to minimise your potential risk
0: and and just um with a south african focus now uh you know and, and a country risk what was the Grey then meant from a South African perspective and when it comes to investment either in or out? Uh, you know, it's, I find it quite interesting given, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time in South Africa and we've got a, somebody on the ground there in Johannesburg.
1: There was a correspondent with Jan Smuts. Jan Smuts was a, 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 a very high profile global figure through the first half of the, of the of the 20th century, instrumental incidentally in setting up the United Nations. He was a global player. And somebody wrote to him at some point in the 1940s and said to him, South Africa is their peculiar kind of place where things are never as bad as they could be, but never as good as they should be. And 80 years later, South Africa is never as bad as it could be, but never as good as it should be. And I I believe very firmly that if South Africa were to enter into the Olympics in the as yet undesignated sports of shooting yourself in the foot and own goals, we'd take on gold medals until until the cows came home. Um, so much of what goes wrong in the world is as a result of poor policy making, poor implementation of policies, uh, poor execution of good ideas and so many countries in the world I think struggle with this but particularly South Africa which is Uh, ideologically quite diverse, ideologically quite constrained by a a liberation movement that's been in power for 30 years, that hasn't delivered what people need for 30 years, and therefore has become uh, internally quite conflicted uh, within the African National Congress. Um, It's allowed insidious corruption to creep in while dismantling elements of, uh, of the protections that should be there, not only for South Africans themselves, but for global investors. So it's hardly any surprise that South Africa should find itself on the greatest, should find itself treated with some level of circumspection when it comes to foreign money, looking for opportunity, but saying, what is the risk? What is the country risk? What is the regional risk? What is the currency risk? Um, South Africa is running a twin deficit. It's run out of money. It either has to print more money, borrow more money, or raise some taxes, neither of which are particularly attractive uh, options right now. So how do you go to the future? And you go to the future with certainty, as our panel was discussing today. You want to create the most certain possible environment to give yourself the best chance of drawing foreign investment, drawing money in in order to succeed. People, unfortunately, who believe least in the future of South Africa, are many South Africans who are very eager to offshore their money into a world... South Africa's, what, 0.4% of global GDP. It's an insignificant economy with a huge amount of ingenuity and entrepreneurial zeal and remarkable individuals and companies that emanate from there. But this desire to globalise is a very, very strong theme there and in many other parts. Of the I world. think we're
0: seeing that in Jersey with some private equity funds that are mm. looking to expand into Europe and further afield, which is great. Um, you, you were an absolute natural on the stage. Uh, I think everybody enjoyed the session. Can you just tell us a little bit about your radio show and the type of things that you cover um, you know, in your professional life?
1: You call it professional, it sounds like a job. <laughs> and it's not a job. And this is the wonderful thing. Uh, somebody asked me the other day and I wrote it up on my LinkedIn page. and said, how did you start? And I said, well, I was five years old. My dad was a farmer and I knew I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, that was too much like work. Um, and it's just been a lifelong ideal to the magic of audio, the magic of radio, the magic of telling stories and, help, and, and bringing people to tell stories as well. In time, particularly in a, in a highly dysfunctional environment, which is like South Africa, and as I'm learning more and more in the United Kingdom, where people are losing confidence in the future, to say, hold on a second. Yes, all of those things that you concerned about are real and true, but there is also a whole world out there of extraordinary achievement and growth and ingenuity and brilliance and, uh, and energy and vigor and enthusiasm that happens in, in wonderful pockets and growing pockets and depending on who you choose to associate with, you either go you know, broken Britain or South Africa is dead or whatever the case might be, or you choose to align yourself with a more optimistic mindset, and it's a practical optimism, there are constraints, of course there are great difficulties, but I'm a very firm believer that in times of chaos and uncertainty, opportunities do present themselves, and if you position yourself well and you're looking up rather than navel-gazing, that you are more likely to spot opportunities than those who, who confine themselves to worrying about the now and the tomorrow. One last point, Brian Joffe, a man you've never heard of, um, started a company you've possibly never heard of, but whose trucks you may have seen doing food service delivery across Europe and the United Kingdom, uh, called Bidvest, and Bidcorp is a fairly well-known food service delivery business in the United Kingdom. Um, And Brian Joffe, in the global financial crisis, had posters put up in every single Bidvest facility in the world, and it's practically everywhere except the United States, too competitive, but Bidvest does not participate in any recession. And it's this wonderful mindset shift. If you're worrying about everything else that everybody else is worrying about, and you're worrying about it in the same way, you'll have the same outcomes as they will. If for a moment you step out, zoom up. Whatever you need to do in order to get a broader perspective, you're more likely to see opportunities in times of uncertainty and chaos than those that are so busy on the hamster wheel that they're just trying to survive to tomorrow. If you look beyond tomorrow, generally things look a little bit more breezy. Absolutely.
0: Well, um, we look forward to continuing our partnership because so we'll be doing some activities in uh, November uh, while I'm on the ground with Rafaro Macheca. Um, uh, in South Africa? In South Africa, In yeah. Johannesburg, so in Cape lo- Town? Both, yeah. So we're looking forward to that. So it just leaves me to thank you very much for joining us today and uh, facilitating an excellent discussion uh, at our conference. Um, and uh, I'm sure our viewers and listeners will really enjoy this discussion also. Thank you. Andrew. Thank you.